Welcome to Very Honored Fraternity's Esoteric Nerd Podcast, episode 46, in which I interview Walter Winston O'Neill. By whatever name I call thee, thou art still nameless unto eternity. Mostly, Wiz Garber is here as well. Wiz had just finished his two-hour introduction to alchemy, Alchemy 101, over at the Temple of Intuition next to the House of Intuition in Echo Park on Sunset Boulevard. Walter's an old good friend of Wizards, who I had previously asked to be a guest on the Esoteric Nerd podcast via Skype. Last night, we got together, had a few beers, decided to record it in person. But first, <laughs> This is the segment in which I read my father's magnum opus, his great work, the book Transformations, which he wrote in 1976, verse by verse, while listening to Ricochet Parts 1 and 2 by Tangerine Dream. Today, I will be reading chapter 1, verses 10 and 11. Afterward, I will talk a little bit about what I read. That's the footnotes portion. Transformations by John Dan Reed Chapter 1, verse 10 The more agreement you desire in the flesh place, the more you will have to make your ascents, images, and nods give those trapped here kinds of assistance they can accept and want. When you put this into practice, you can walk to and fro in all worlds and take the messagings from the white light to make rainbows of possibilities for those here. Verse 11. If you journey to the places beyond the flesh place, and you need to get agreement from those trapped here that your journeys are real, and you infringe upon their territory by trying to get them to believe you, then they will incarcerate you as a mad one, and you may make yourself mad. When you do this, you are doubting that you go to the other places. Either that, or you are starstruck by re-remembering and by the fact that it is so obvious and easy that anyone could do it and know of it and come back to tell of it. This is the time to remember that those who are trapped in the flesh place are children playing hide-and-seek from their being awareness. They know, and they have pretended that they have forgotten that they know till they actually have dizzied themselves and locked tight in their flesh place ego cocoons. It is for practical purposes here, as if they have really forgotten that they know. And now for the footnotes. The more agreement you desire, interesting knowing his background in both Eastern and Western, desire is something that 
course, in Buddhism is the source of all suffering. So if you're desiring agreement in the flesh place, then you'll have to kind of fine-tune the way that you interact with people in order to give the people who are trapped here the kinds of assistance they can accept and want. So people need to release some steam here and there in one way or another. And they're not quite willing to blow out the top of their heads and admit that they're one and take responsibility for the creation and destruction of all multiverses. So uh, you give them an improv class or whatever. You give them something, something they can accept and want. I like science fiction and poetry and storytelling as my means of bringing the messagings from the white light to make rainbows of possibilities for those here, all of us exploring in our imaginations, the infinite possible ways that a single poem can be interpreted, the futile and desperate attempt to find out what the author actually meant. This is important. If you journey to the places beyond the flesh place. Again, this was written in 1976 when they still had the cult deprogramming squads that would go around and put a bag over your head and beat the shit out of you in a warehouse per your mother's request, even if you were over the age of 21 or 18 or whatever. They no longer do that. And people like me are doing podcasts where we talk about the kind of stuff that he was saying that you should keep to yourself. This is the time to remember that those who are trapped in the flesh place are children playing hide-and-seek from their being, capital B, awareness. This evokes sympathy, compassion, and even a little bit of humor. When you see someone insisting upon making the same mistakes over and over, you can kind of smile and shake your head and go, Oh, oh, you infinite potential dwelling in finite absolute reconciliation of titanic forces and the hypernovas implied in your thumbnail. That all being said, and without further ado, let's get to that interview, shall we? Greetings, fratters. Welcome to the Esoterra Nerd Podcast. Greetings. Wow. Greetings. Woohoo. So let's, let's go around and introduce ourselves. You all know me. I'm Fratter BT. Do you want to come up to the microphone a little bit? We can kind of stand. We can get, it'll it'll make some sounds as we you know this will make a sound, but uh, hopefully we'll minimize it as much as possible. But. I'm Walter, and I'm Wiz. Nice to meet you. I'm the only non-W man here, apparently. So, what were we just talking about? W. Think about it. W. Double V. Double V, as they say in France. There's there's no U in Latin. Or there's the double U, which is... There's only me. Duality. <laughs> there's no U, only me. Mm-hmm. Only we. <laughs> and I'm a W. monsieur. <laughs> he created Elohim in their own image. Yes, we, we did. Thank you. We <laughs> Thank you very much. We are just as above, so below. <laughs> right? <laughs> Something about a walrus. I am the walrus. <laughs> goo goo goo. So DMT. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Oh, do you have some? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know if you guys want to talk about that on the record. I would love to talk about that. Sure, sure. Yeah. I would love to hear about your experiences, first of all. The first time you ever smoked it. Oh, wow. That's a different thing. Did you go through any type of wormhole or any type of portal or paddle or flower 
like a flower-like geometric shape. You going through didn't apply. So, but however, I would say everything was you divinely flushed. You were, you were born through something. Yeah, the whole some type this of this all went away, and uh, and instead there was a vast tapestry in all directions, and and it uh, was filled with this thing that was going. Blah, 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 yeah. But they were all going the same way identically at the same time, but they were all different, and they were all in rows. And so I mean, I've I've, I've so they were about... actually moving in patterns. Yeah. Yes, I, and they were geometric. So they were alive. Right. They were alive. Yeah. They, but they, they were all moving in unison. But they were trapped. They mm. don't have choice like we do because right. I had one of them speak to me, actually, mm. like a hieroglyphic coming forward and and and, and right. explaining to me in a very very brief amount of communication that was all. Telepathic because he was speaking, but at the same time I was hearing the interior. Uh, bitch, you have no idea. It was exactly what he said to me, hmm. and it was only a br- very brief, in the sense of that we don't understand the freedom that we have because we've been uh, where we abuse our freedom so badly. Yeah. We don't because we don't understand our own power, and that that most of the uh, most of the creations in the multiverse are slaves to to universal law. They can't break the law even if they wanted to. Yeah, they're a slave to it. That to get to our position, you got to be some type of fucking lottery winner, ninja, Jedi, gunslinger. Right. To be able to be even allowed to experience this experience in this life. The opportunities are so vast that if we could just even understand it. I'm speaking to myself right now. Because I came back with this information and I still haven't applied it to any level of the revelations that were given to me. Right. Follow what I'm saying? What would it be to apply it? Well, it would be fucking stepping into your real self, your future self. I, I, but you, you can only do it moment by moment. Yeah. You can't project it into the future, and you certainly can't reflect from the past. Both those are false premises. Everything, the whole answer lies in the commitment to the moment, the continuous, constant awareness of the moment. And it, unfortunately, all of us fail at that miserably all the time yeah and the more we fail at it the more we're responsible for all the disharmony in the planet Hmm. whether it be you know the depopulation agenda or the so that that idea though makes me feel guilty where should i put guilt in the tapestry of my situation you shouldn't put it anywhere because guilt is a waste yeah to complete it it's against all uh, mathematics and it's also against all log- logic. Should I be feeling method. motivation as a result of the there's, knowledge? There's there's no try. Try is guilt. Try right. is sorry. There, that's all bullshit. There's either. I'm do just or not I'm do. just trying to calculate. Yeah, so. Is there a loss to be taken as a result of not no, you, putting no, something you, into practice? Because in every other realm there is no judgment. Only in this realm is there a judgment. When you get to another realm and you actually get to experience a non-judgment state of being, and you realize that's the big fucking joke. you got to remember, behind everything, if you don't understand humor is behind everything, 
then you will suffer for your whole life. You have to maintain, even when the fucking meteor is coming through the ceiling, the zombie's chomping on your arm, your dick's falling off with a bullet, you've got to maintain your sense of humor. And you you cannot lose yeah. your your state of understanding that it's bigger than you. Or it's just so many words. Knowledge without actually being able to apply it to your moment of death is just wasted knowledge. Everything is preparation for your death, which is preparation for your life, which is preparation for your death, which is preparation for your life. To be able to smooth them both out and to accept them both is... This wonderful fucking surf ride we have, and we're mm. trying to ride it into the beach. Yeah, you know, and some you, people unfortunately have that happen without any kind of planning at all. It's just of course, totally... yeah. But there's also some people that really like they get they're to the natural. They too. get they get to the place between worlds, and they're like, God, that was fucking fun blowing up all those assholes yeah, on that bus. I can't wait to again. get back yeah, there and course. blow up some more people, and then they're born when, into. When you allow yourself to to make these choices to support the darkness again and again and the darkness is part of duality of course i think of it like this as a metaphor we're like pieces of floatsome on the edge of a wave that's washing up to shore and then the wave pulls back and that's the whole that's the that's the that's the singularity and then that wave won't come up for years and years and years all the while that little pizza floatsome us or the fucking serial killer, or Hitler, or whoever, has been left out there in the darkness so long trying to generate their own light, not understanding that they don't need to have that ocean connected to them in order to connect to the ocean, that, we, yeah. that we're actually all connected. It's part of the amnesia that we introduce into ourselves in order to remain separate, yeah. which is the whole point of in existence. In order to have a game, yeah. yeah the whole point of the to existence is to be, yes, yeah, yes, to the, be separate, yeah. but to be conscious of the rules of the one so to to maintain your identity but to be conscious of the rules of the one and then to be able to take this entire story back to the whole when you leave this realm which you don't you get to choose when you leave this realm when you're at, at that level of existence because you won't age you won't do any of that because we can manipulate matter it's just been drummed out of us now unfortunately it's not because of our own evolution it's because we've been interfered with with other existences that if they understood they would have never fucked with us just like we fuck with ecosystems of every fucking living thing on this planet mm -hmm. these things we're, we're no less guilty by fucking cutting down all the trees than these aliens are and trying to change us genetically and turn us into slaves and it's one big clusterfuck and and that's what chaos is called except the real origin of chaos is the distance between objects and the only reason we have the distances between objects is to have time and the only reason we have time is for the singularity to ex experience itself and so it's, it's a time. vanishing point that is expanding faster than the speed of light and yet it's smaller than the smallest fucking atom or molecule you can think of yeah. so it's both at the same time how do you get your mind around that? The only way you, you even get a glimpse yeah. of understanding is going to into go. like is is DMT or ayahuasca, yeah. where you get or sometimes mushrooms, psilocybin, or even acid. 
and you get it for a while and it, so you get the understanding now we can't take that knowledge back because we wouldn't be able to survive in these bodies right what we have to do is take back the understanding of the knowledge yeah and going okay these are actually the rules even though we're living in these bodies and we're going through all this with all these fucking people doing all this fucking horrible shit and that's being masterizing. You're remaining in, the, in this flesh, but you're applying the rules that you learn from the stuff you know, that you inherently know. And that makes it easier to talk to people. Because, you know, I can't help but project myself up there and go, okay, well, how would I say? And for me, it's just like, I'd be so, that's why I was telling you, get so fucking committed to the information that it becomes a show. You know, yeah. when I'm putting information across, I'm not just doing one thing. I'm so fucking passionate about what I'm saying because I'm going, you got a better plan? Fucking tell me. You got better knowledge? Tell me. But I know what I've been through. I know how far I pushed the edge in order to experience things. I've experienced my own death several times. And I'm so grateful for it so that I can remove a huge chunk of the fear of death that most people are carrying around right now. I contemplate my death every day because of what I've been through. Today, when we were riding in the car, I was contemplating while you guys were talking. And I was going like, okay, if this is it right here, how am I going to be with the pieces of metal, jagged metal sticking out of my chest and my life leading out? Am I going to be begging for my life and calling for my mama? Or am I going to be launching myself to the next level and understand that I'm with these two people right now and this is what it was meant to be? Yeah. Because you only leave this when you complete your mission or when you've exhausted every probability line where you can't complete your mission. Okay? You never leave when you're not supposed to. Okay? It's it's the whole fucking program. It's how it works. And it's all one big lesson in understanding that you, I am having a conversation with myself right now. Yeah. And man, I for the second time I, I did big meditation for DMT, every person I encountered for like at least a month afterwards, I saw myself through their eyes. It changed my relationship with every fucking person I met on the street, with mm. everything. The, the presence. The presence. The bliss of the presence. And that ties into everything you were teaching tonight. And it ties into everything. If you can understand the connective tissue, if you can see how the connective tissue connects everything. And that when you have three powerful people that have all had huge experiences, then you can start filling in the gaps for each other because you go, oh, right, you're confirming this, confirming this, because I'm running so high, so fast all the time, for at least for me. Yeah. And I have no doubt because I've seen too many things to ever have any doubt about anything anymore. I don't fucking doubt it. In fact, I'll go, okay, well, that's possible too. Okay, I'll accept that. You know, as long as it's not hurting anybody, as long as you're not sticking your fucking arm up my fucking ass, I'm going to be okay with this, okay? And, and, and it's about owning it because it's about owning your particular meditation, your particular thing. How... Experiencing, knowing yourself and experiencing yourself so thoroughly that you can actually help other people that aren't experiencing themselves as thoroughly. So each way that you help them enable themselves is the gift. It's always bigger than you. I was explaining that to you on the phone earlier too. 
it's always bigger than you. Yeah. And when you make it bigger than you, then you can draw from higher sources. And you can draw from every dimensional and every fucking probability line of you. Now, here in this consciousness. Now, in this reality where it needs us. Let's change this reality. Let's change this probability line. You know, and rather than, and that's when you get gather more than one or two together, then you can actually stick in the probability line you are in and actually transform that line as opposed to you bailing on that line and hopping to another one where maybe I'm no longer there. When people disappear in your life, it's not because necessarily because they left the probability line. It's because you left the probability line and the one you opt into, they don't have a part of it anymore. Right. Yeah. In that one, they die. And you go, oh, so-and-so died? Maybe it's not because they died in the probability line you knew you them. You killed them by changing yeah. your dimension. Yes, exactly. Well, no, you, you did. bastard. No, you can't do that. <laughs> but you're following, you're following this whole different way of thinking. Yeah. Instead of you being the fixed point on a groove, think of you as being the moving point. And it moves in direct ratio to the consciousness, which is the same way that the that the um, that the quarks, uh, the the waves are moving when you're viewing it through the electron microscope. Why they can't measure it? Because it's popping in and out of existence. Because it's hopping probability line in direct ratio to the fact you're looking at it, and then whatever intention you are when you're looking at it, and everything is that. That's why the eye. When you're referring to yourself, I, but you're also referring to the I, but you're also referring to as above, so below, and you're also referring to in the smaller version, not the capital, in the smaller version as the, the, as the idea, the fake idea of the linear existence and the Godhead. But in actuality, what we're driving for is the capital I, as above, so below, and we're connected. And it's in everything. It's in every geometric shape. It's in every letter. It's in every word. It's in every sound. It's in every relationship of light and darkness around us. And the more you go into it, the more you're experiencing it continuously, which I do most of the time. I'm paying attention to every fucking shadow, every movement, all the sounds, all the connective tissue, because all I'm doing is connecting the tissue, finding the commonalities, because that's how powerful the fucking human brain is. However, I took a fucking test, an IQ test, online, where everybody's going, oh, take this IQ test, and da 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 And I fucking smashed everybody, and I went, okay, maybe I am a little bit different, but you guys are different too. I guarantee you, or you wouldn't even be in my circle and I wouldn't be, even be here. someone, for sure, yeah. Yes, no, but I mean, I'm talking about information, knowledge. Well, the, the about... listeners of the Esoteric Nerd podcast are more like us than you might imagine, though. So. Exactly. <laughs> so what you do is you find the commonalities. Yeah. You gather. Oh, that's why I was wanted to hear everything about everything. Yeah. And every once in a while I had to interject because oh, yeah, of my yeah. energy. But... <laughs> but so that I can ring out and go, oh, now there's a commonality because 15 years ago this happened to me or 10 years ago I was interviewing somebody that they said this exact same thing, which brings me back to the red line coming out of the sun. Now, this is a very interesting thing because you brought this up about one of your authors in the very beginning. That was one of the notes I took. The red line coming out of the sun. Red the line. red lion. Yeah, eating the sun. 
Right. Okay. I have had the re- the lion coming out of the sun, and Christ said, I leave as a lamb and I come back as a lion, uh, which I find interesting. In which, yeah, I leave as a sacrifice and I come divine, back. So. Yeah, exactly. That and two. So yeah. I have had two experiences with the lion coming out of the sun, and then I've had an experience with what seems to be the goddess, lioness, sphinx-like character that rules this part of our uh, multiverse, this section of our multiverse. It's a very ancient, like, and it's tied in with, I would call it Stargate, uh, Stargate, Ancient Egypt, Apocalypto. Okay, and and there were giants too, larger than regular humans. We're yeah. like we're like one just one version of humans over an eon of different versions of humans, different slave races, different levels. They they're not right now. They're trying to make us smaller and dumb us up for the next generation of whatever the slave race is going to be, mm-hmm. and that we're property of this these beings. And I found it funny is that the Matrix sisters now. Larry just became a girl, too, now. Hmm. So the Matrix sisters, the Warkarski sisters, their Jupiter rising was all about Earth being property. And that's the same thing as the remote viewers from the CIA. That Earth is property and that we're property of these other races. Hmm. So, you know, even with each other, we don't even know. They do live. Some things can't be owned. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the human spirit is so unique and so powerful. We've been dumbed down so much. We are like a delicacy that doesn't realize that we could break out of our cage at any any time that we chose to join together in, in a group consciousness. And it, it doesn't take everybody. It takes, actually, if you have 7 billion people, we could probably do it with a few million. And change all of reality just through thought alone. That is my theory. But I haven't had things revealed to me that are so amazing that um, I, I put all my stock in my theories. Well, people I, don't willfully create their reality. I've experienced that when you walk into a room full of people and 15 people aren't actively creating their reality, it's easy enough to create the reality in that room. And that is the stronger will. Yeah. Meaning that... Meaning that you can have one person that could be stronger than three people, even though the three people could crush that one person. They could. Person. They just they aren't. They could, but they're not because... They don't want to. But no, they don't want to because imagine everything is being controlled. I mean, you know, David Icke says the moon is actually a machine or a hollowed out asteroid, and it's constantly putting us in waves to keep us into this matrix. Hmm. Now, I would have to say... That I um, agree. There are too many moon anomalies. And when you hear the list of moon anomalies... And what... Well, the fact that the same side's been facing us yeah, for this yeah, long yeah, is a little that, that's unusual impossible. for and a it solar body. And, 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 so and, that and that four of the twelve men that have walked on the moon all said that there were structures up there that were interacting with aliens. Four out of the twelve... And Neil Armstrong, who disappeared from fucking public... Now, you can pull these guys up saying this, Mm -hmm. okay? So either they're lying to the public, or they're so old now, and now two of them are dead, three of them are dead now, that they don't give a fuck. They were all Freemasons, you know. Yeah, well, and, you know, some of the stuff... Gordon Cooper did some amazing experiments on the moon. 
that he didn't tell anybody, even NASA, and that he revealed in his books and stuff, experiments that he did only for himself, you know, with uh, remote viewing, number one, he took a package of unknown pictures up with him and put them in his suit and had somebody else remote view them from the earth, and they nailed them on, like, 90% hmm. accuracy. Gordon so, Cooper did this? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin, you know, Fuck. I thought Edgar Mitchell was yeah, the Edgar the Mitchell one. also no the, all of them okay Edgar Mitchell Gordon Cooper Buzz Aldrin and then there's a whole slew of when the when the fucking wall went down and and Russia you know collapsed or the USSR collapsed then all those cosmonauts and all that fucking KGB shit was put on the black market and so now you have all the fucking experiments they did out there we got the remote viewer program from. Russia using psychics first. So here's the thing. We have had our t telepathy, everything. It's all the pineal gland. It's all the fluoride in the water. It's, it's, you know, this is why we're drinking this particular beer. And you knew to go out right before I said, well, I, just get Stella because I'm not going to drink anything else. <laughs> really. Sierra Nevada would be my second choice, but most people don't like that. Hmm. Uh do you need to crash here tonight, by the way? Nah. Oh, you'll, you'll be all right? Yeah, we'll be all right. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm yeah right. correct. But anyways, so what do I think? I think aliens are among us. I think multidimensional creatures are among us. I think some of them are like, this is like a way station. Other ones that were food. Other ones that they're here to help us. I think that it's like fucking Grand Central Station all around us. And every thought and every word and every action, every move that you make with geometry, every sound that you make, everything has impact. I want to know, again, how to change my past. By stepping into a different probability line, meaning that you're, you're making a, a... Here's the thing. You really want to change your life? You get down in your hands and knees... You get into such a deep level of intention, and then you also put the sacrifice at the altar, because everything is about vacuum. It's all about you know creating space in order to fill it with the, new uh, space. LVX. You have so, to sacrifice yourself yeah, so, every day. So what is the sacrifice that you're willing to make on that? So the sacrifice I made to work as as a performer, I I made it in '95, and since then I've lived to it. Now. Have I had good times lately? No, but I, I got on my hands and knees and I said, you know, I mean, I was locked on this. And I will never wait another table. I will never bartender, bartend again. I will never do anything except the stuff that is on a level of creativity, even if I have to live in a box. And, and I did that in 95 and I've never had to bartender and wait tables since then. Because I was so connected to that. Now, I did that. That was like one That's of those. That's when I moved out. Yeah. Then I did a, I did one for this show called Job and the Snake. And it was only $500 a week. But it was a fucking vocal extravaganza. And, and, and it was the whole story of Job. And it was brilliant. It happened in the Grove. Mm. Uh, Grove Theater in uh, Upton. When I lived in L.A. before. And I've done, I did it for Wicked. When I got Wicked. And I've done it for a few things, but you know, you got to be very careful for what you wish for because Wicked it gave it to me, but there was all sorts of other downsides on that on that particular thing. 
So the one that was most effective for me was when I got down and made the connection with all spirits saying, this is what I'll sacrifice. I won't drink. I won't smoke. I won't do all this. I didn't for like years until I got broken in L.A. And that was a whole series of events where I learned, oh, that was my excuse on going back to partying and everything. You know, it broke me because the more light that you generate, the more you're going to pull the dark energies to you as as a as a delicious meal. As long as you have that's weakness. the philosophy behind yeah. what we just did. The yeah, it, as long as you have weakness in your game. But as soon as you decide, you got to decide it and make the choice that there is no weakness left in your game. That you are nothing but a server in the sense of the light generator. And that nothing and no energy can fuck with you. That you are powerful beyond measure. Because the fact of the matter is, is you can actually expand in these other things. You can expand beyond the colors and the geometries that you've, that you've earned. And the pitch and the tone, the sounds, the sound waves, the geometries and the colors. You can expand beyond your Merkaba. But you have to like focus that choice. Always, always, always choose it. Now, 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 now. Are you choosing it now? Are you choosing it now? Are you choosing it now? How about now? Now, 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 now. Now, when you understand the challenge of that now, 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 now. When you truly understand it and say, okay, every breath of prayer, even when I'm unconscious of it, every breath of prayer. Every fucking moment, now, 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 and make it fucking part of your mantra. My three mantras that I've developed for myself are my state of being is of primary importance. My life is a constant conscious exercise in the now. I am loved, I love, I am love, and so it is. My state of being is of primary importance. My life is a constant conscious exercise in the now. I am loved, I love, I am love, so it is. Okay, it's as deep as anything that you did in there. It's the weapons that make me move through reality right here where none of that can enter into me. Because creation is light. It's the introducing of light into the darkness. It creates a duality. We have to choose creation. We have to choose light. Everything else is suffering. The darkness is suffering, trust me. It's the, a depth of suffering that we don't even want to even yeah, imagine. It's the depth of terror and, 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 and pain that is beyond understanding. It's so only when we come into the light do we have the relief of duality. There's no understanding of being with anything else in the darkness. So, and it's like a computer program, literally, that's that's becoming aware of itself. That's the only thing I could say, is that we're, we're some type of program, and that ties into the Matrix again, that's yeah. becoming aware of itself, because we're so, we're like, we're like retarded babies, truthfully. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. The wonder of a baby, but retarded. You know, completely brain damaged baby. You, understand, you guys, you know, right. And that's where the joke, that's where the fucking humor. You remember, whenever you start coming down on yourself, remember this, you guys. Come on. That's where you're not responsible. 
but you're responsible in the sense of going that you go, oh, at least I know I'm a retarded infant. So now I can actually be a more evolved retarded infant than the next one. We're still as close as hairs on our head yeah. as far as the smartest person to the dumbest person is as close as a hair on the head to everything there is to so know. Instead of uh, starting off my lecture with, uh, I'm just a student just like you are, a little bit farther down the path, I can say, I'm a retarded <laughs> infant just like you. Yes! <laughs> now, I would have laughed at that. Would you have laughed at that? I don't know. I yes, you like, would. What? Yes, I mean, you, I know you. No, so you would have gotten it, like, though. What? You would, yeah, you would have gotten it, though. But because that's funny. Like, you know, retarded's not PC anymore. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> then you could have gone into that. You know, but fuck PC. Because I didn't come here to be PC. I came here to share knowledge and to exchange ideas. Get to the heart of things. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a dichotomy per se, but yeah, yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> oh, uh, like share knowledge, BPC. <laughs> two are. Then you can discuss I think you that can do too. both. No, yeah. Yes, because you, you refine it into two or three lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what a com- that's why I was saying you become a comedian too, because every time you're doing it, you're refining your comedy so that you get the, the biggest idea and truth to the best of your knowledge. Where it meets the biggest fucking uh, irony or, or, or dichotomy. But then, but then there's like, like at the, there, there's a certain point where if people think that it's an act, they'll be like, this is stupid. No. So it's like, a, so to truly embody a modern day wizard yes. isn't to act necessarily like Gandalf or any of the other wizards, but... But to kind of draw from that, and maybe you do yes. say, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm just a little further along the path," because you're empowering them to be wizards too. Yes, and they're, they're, yeah. yes. So because the best teacher doesn't have the most students, the best teacher creates the most teachers. Right. You follow? So that's mm. where that's where your humbleness rolls in. Is that you say something like that? You go, "Well, listen, you know, this is where I'm at." That empowers students you know, to become we're, teachers. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. I might be at some level with this knowledge here, but we're all going through the same process. We're all going through the same challenges. It doesn't matter what level the challenge lies on. We're all going through the same challenges. It's just different levels of awareness of the information. But in the Tao, it's about the search for information until there is no need for information. There's only the way. Information infers that there's a place of non-knowledge and knowledge. What you want to get is out of both those belief systems. But the only way you can usually get there is either to be a savant, meaning that you're so fucking unaware and dumb of everything that you go right there, or through the seeking of knowledge until, like the Buddha did, until you because each time the Buddha felt like he reached enlightenment, of course he moved to the next level and went, oh fuck, I didn't know jack shit, now it's here, and now it's here, and then when he finally got to that point, and he, I'm going to this point, what did all the people around the Buddha do? They fucking took slivers of his idea and went, well, okay, that's okay, but man, I gotta put my own personal stamp on this shit, and, and not only that, but now you're a threat to me, so I might even have to kill you, because I gotta be the, I gotta get my dick sucked the most, all right? And so the Buddha was like, hey, dudes, you know, he's, he's, now he's not even doing the big cities, he's fucking hiding in the provinces, and he's like, 
to his number one students, hey dudes, you know, all right, I've taken it as far as I can go. I think I got to the end of it and I'm ready to leave this plane. If you want me to stay, let me know if you want me to stay because because I, I can bring you to it, but if you're there already, then let me go. Well, the student didn't understand what the fuck he was saying, all right? He didn't understand until the Buddha let the death genes start to take over and once he allowed that to start to activate this is all in siddhartha by the way mm. this is my understanding of siddhartha herman hesse's siddhartha whereas i've read all the other buddhist stuff too but herman hesse's siddhartha is the most fetching because it has a has a really clean river flowing philosophy through it so he allowed himself to to leave this realm and he already let allowed the, the the process to kick in so by the time his number one student is going like oh fuck no i don't want you to leave because i don't yeah i didn't know anything i was too fucking proud i was too fucking stupid right because i thought i knew because i thought i could shorten the gap and not appreciate or understand what it takes to get there which is what i was telling you before the pattern of like you know you pay all the dues da, 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 and then it gets shorter and shorter and shorter until you got fucking kids that are you know going like well i don't have to do anything i just got a gun and cap your ass because and take what you got because that's how fast it is now yeah, i'm not yeah. seeing what it takes to get there i'm only seeing the end result and that's that's making the goal the the, the process is the goal the goal is the process the minute that we start putting anything forward or living from the past we're living in a falsehood that will always betray us your life is a constant conscious exercise in the now that's the only choice you have the now is the only salvation you have it's the only thing that will save you yeah. your commitment to the now is the only thing that will save you your commitment to the now is the only thing that will save you. Now, I'll stake everything on that concept right there. Do you have a I call trademark? It, no, not that one because I'm sure it already exists. It's, every master has told you the same Wrong thing. Wrong does. Oh, yeah. Every master has told you the same thing. Only now I'm telling you it. And I'll stake everything on it. What will I stake on it? My life consciously. Now, how many people will ever tell you they'll stake their life on anything? No, nobody will, because they're a bunch of pussies that don't even follow, they can't even follow through one fucking series of thoughts, let alone the number that it takes to get to where I'm saying this. And even then, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I call them irrefutable theories. If you can punch a hole in it, then punch a hole in it. But until then, fuck you, man. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Because... It doesn't matter. When I start out the teaching lessons, I go, what do you want? And I go, what's your most valuable asset? And then what would you give this most valuable asset for? And because you guys are really smart, I'm going to tell you what everybody wants. They want highest gratification, meaning the highest, highest service, highest creativity, highest joy, highest love, highest abundance. Everybody wants this. So whenever I ask, what do you want? Believe me, it takes days, weeks, months, years, or one second, it's always the same thing. In the end, it will be boiled down to highest abundance, highest service, highest love, highest um, creativity, and, and, and highest service. Same right. for everybody. And then, what's your most valuable asset? 
And this is the same answer for everybody too. I developed these three questions because I call them irrefutable theories. They cannot be escaped. Your most valuable asset. And then people will say, well, my, my heart, my soul, my brain, my dad, and it comes before all of those things. And because I'm going to take a short cut with you guys again, your most valuable asset is the very same thing that is the most valuable thing that you could give for another person. And that comes from the master himself. Your life. You can't fuck, you can't own, you can't possess, you can't achieve, you can't have a family, you can't do anything without fucking your life. As far as we know it, in these bodies, your life is yeah. your most valuable asset. It's the king on the board. It's a fact. It's, it's what I would call irrefutable motherfucking theory. Meaning that you're welcome to try to punch a hole in that, but I've spent years in trying to punch holes in it. I, I've gone back to it to develop this particular right. series of questions in order to enable people. So now we know what we want. We want highest joy. We want highest um, service. We want highest fucking abundance. We want highest love. And we want uh, well, let me highest run, creativity. Let me run something by you real quick. If and you then, don't mind me interrupting. But okay. Here. And then we know our most valuable thing, which is our life. Right. Now run it by. Okay, so in, in the tradition, from what little I know, from having actually experienced dimethyltryptamine and read a few authors, um, there's yeah. Jeremy Narby has his book, uh, I forget the name, it was uh, The Serpent of Knowledge, um, Cosmic Serpent. The, the Cosmic Serpent, the yes. The Origins of Human of course, DNA. Yes, I got, in and, fact, uh, I have that book on my shelf. He and points that, out. He points out that the serpent is in every shamanic... It's actually one entity disguising itself that was escaping right. across the multiverse and that all DNA appeared on this planet at the same time, which is a fact as far as we know it, as far as science goes. There is no explanation of why right. all DNA appeared all at the same time. Right. So it didn't evolve. So when you away. pick up a, and so it's dirt, one entity, the DNA inside yes. the dirt is communicating one with entity, the DNA in your hands, one, in the visible one, light spectrum. Yes, one reptilian entity, the cosmic rainbow snake, okay, mm -hmm. it's the rainbow snake, one entity that is escaping something that's approaching and it's disguised itself as all life. And this is why we are all one. Mm. Because we are this one entity disguising itself as all life on this planet. Escaping something else that was tracking it. Right. So that's what makes us all the reptilian race is because that's what it's called. Now, I saw it in DMT. I saw the fucking cosmic fucking snake and it was bigger than galaxies. It was so vast, and how I could even encompass the view of it is a testament unto itself. How can it hide amongst us all? I it mean, is us all. It's, it's the disguise. DNA in it, all of us. It, everything that even it's purposely forgotten itself. It knows itself on a subatomic. It interacts fucking, with itself it, right yes, now. It's, it's, it's actually speaking through me right now. Who's got the lighter? Who's still I the don't lighter? Know. Okay, but let me finish the thought real quick. Okay, okay. so that's a given. So, so that's in that, that particular book. If we accept that as a given, okay. then uh, then he points out in the book that in the Greek system, there was a point where Apollo kills Python. 
And in the Judeo-Christian system, there's a point where yod heh says, don't listen to the serpent, right? Yeah, of course. The serpent's going to clothe you in animal skin and teach you knowledge of good and evil, and then you're going to have to die. Sounds like being born and incarnate. So imagine right? this. Imagine that there was another energy here that existed on this planet also that was the life of this planet. And that like a virus or like a sperm to the egg, this other entity entered. And get this, that there's no judgment on any of this. Right. Get even past this. It's just the program waking us up. When you go far enough into it, you have to accept everything. When you go far enough into it, you have to accept everything. It doesn't mean that you can't attempt to change right. your particular perception and your particular little body and your particular little amnesia pod of the whole. It doesn't mean that you can't change the ride. But you gotta accept what is. That it is a ride. <laughs> and, yeah. and and that's Big fucking Bill Hicks too. Yeah. And not only that, but it's also the biggest downfall of everybody around us. They don't understand that yeah. because their reality is being manipulated. And that is where our challenge lies. If we as long as we're gonna be in this existence, right. Power we're not gonna bail out on this existence, on this probability line. We all happen to be right now more than probably in the same probability line and that will remain so for a while because we were brought together this trinity you you kind of activated it but you did too and so did i all three of us actually contributed to an activation of high minds and i don't get to talk like this to too many people where i don't have to explain it where i can actually fucking abbreviate and move very quickly forward with ideas so that we can start tying in your whole fucking experience in your life. Because I'm the oldest here, too, in a, in a way. You're the oldest, but you know some of the shit that I've been through. So I am, in a way. You're kind of like, today I get to see the child of you. I got to see the kid of you again. Where I was going like, oh, wow, he's actually worried about shit. And he forgot who he is. You follow what I'm saying? I'll buy that. Yeah, of course. It's it's not about it, this. It's just about remembering who we are. It's not about gaining anything. It's about removing blockages that have been introduced into us by things that do not have our best interests. In, in, in it doesn't matter. Human, fucking, non-human, multi-dimensional. It doesn't matter. They don't have our best interests at mind. Right. Okay. In for this experience. So are we going to be the tool? Or are we going to be the tool user? And that's the you know the thing that I battle against every day. I, you know I don't I shouldn't use the word battle, uh, but that I contemplate every day is understanding this personal power, and then going. I was standing there for a while going, man, if like ninety nine point nine percent of the people that know each and every one of us could see the three of us in here right now, they'd be going like, are you fucking crazy? And you know the, you know the judgment. There's no judgment, yeah. and yet we we are we are in this tangled web of judgment and people that 
have ideas that think well, they know something. Abstractly, when you separate and look at it, it's like, well, okay, so I'm going to be judged by someone who's going to live a max of 90 years and then be totally, completely, and utterly forgotten within a few millennia. What does that really mean? You know, like, but not, we're all not much. Nothing yeah. is forgotten, by the way. Right. Everything is written in the book. Everything that's burned away is the thing that's not worthy to be in the book. Right. It's like it's like we're creating a big, huge, epic fucking. But they're film. not even going to remember. No. You know. No, like, it's not a. Of course. Like whether or not you made a fool of yourself. You know, you know like it's all you. Yeah. So you're going to remember the best scenes and the most profound things that you shot. And everything else is burned away. And there comes to be a certain percentage that if a certain percentage is burned away, then I think that the consciousness of your identity, which is far beyond what you think your identity is, as this particular name is Walter Winston O'Neill, it's, it's not my identity. I'm talking about my real identity, the secret name that you have. Yeah. Uh... If you're not worthy through enough existences, which were all actually simultaneous, and now you're only conscious of this one now and this little sliver of you, then, of course, it's edited out. It's burned away. And it's burned away in a sense of that it just changes, it changes its, its, its existence. When you burn something, it becomes ash and carbon and all that. It doesn't mean that it ceases to exist. It just changes. Energy just changes shape. Right. Changes. And so you just don't get to maintain any more of your identity. An archangel is an entity that still maintains its own identity and is the closest to the source that you could possibly get before you are the source and then you don't have identity anymore. You're one. Answering to the whole. Yeah. Do you follow the point I'm making here? But there's no like clinging to separateness or no. wanting, wanting oneness no. or anything like no. that. No, there's yeah, no yeah. no, there's understanding and applying the rules of the one while honoring and maintaining your separateness. Yeah. But maintaining your separateness in the most perfect fucking um uh execution of that separateness. You know, where the hand is working. I am the hand this time, and I do every job I can. Bam, bam. You know, whatever I'm fucking doing with the hand, I do it with imperfection. Okay? And this time I'm the eye. This time I'm the heart. This time I'm the voice. Or this time I'm a bigger part of the body. And, you know, and then you get to a certain point where you can't exist in this body anymore. Yeah. Where where you can you can only bring so much mojo into this form, because if you bring too much mojo, then it can't exist in this form anymore, and will destroy the form. You know, it's too much light. Because our our little spark of light is nothing compared to the levels of. That's why I'm saying we're vast beyond imagination, but we're also so insignificant to some of these beings that that are larger parts of ourselves. Think of it like a larger. Right. Think of it like in yeah, a lava line. Yeah. Think of it like in a lava line. Where you, you got the little grok... balls, and then you got the big ball of glob. Okay. If and... you can grok, I... like first, if you can say, "My family and I are one." If you can say that, oh, it's like okay. 
If you could say the human race and I are one. Okay. Yeah. If you say life and I are one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, then you say the earth and I are one. Uh, Even this rock? Yes. Okay. Uh, then you go, what about the moon? Uh, the universe uh, and I are one. Yes. Yeah. Then you're finally there. You're getting it. You're, but it's fractal, yeah, yeah. too, because it's like going down, too, because you think that it's about you and being then one with everything. But in actuality, it's we. And being one with everything, because you have to start to acknowledge the we-ness of you in the inside. And when you start to communicate yeah. with yourself... I'm made you up of all the people I've ever known. The only reason I have a sense of being a person in context of interacting with other people is because of all the other people I've ever known. The only reason I wake up in the morning thinking I'm a person is because of all the other people I've ever known. All those, all those people that spent all that time when you were just a child. And these are all lyrics to a song, by the way, yeah. or in, in a musical, or in a book, or in everything, because everything yeah. is art. Once you start to understand it, and understand that you're just one perfect expression in this particular time, which we stretch out into a linear, straight line type of thing, but in actuality, we all know it's spherical. Mm. The illusion is a linear, and that's why the waves are blinking in and out of existence when we're looking at them through the electron microscope. And everything is everything. And and that's it. And so, yeah. That's like the edge. Did you ever see the 13th floor? Yeah. So it's course. like that when he drives out to the edge of the desert. That's the point when we're looking at quantum physics you know, and we see it bleeping in and out of existence. We're looking at the edge. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dark City did it in the sense of that it's alien controlled, but there's still the right. edges. And, they and ran, then this yeah. new movie um, called The Pulse No. The Signal. Hmm. The Signal. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Okay. The Signal. Same idea. So. Yeah, these concepts are everywhere. They're in everything. And archetypes. then when you take it... With that, yes, archetypes. Which you touched upon tonight. Which you could have touched upon even more oh, tonight. Yeah. Because the archetypes part... Time. No, but uh. here's the thing. You, that, when, remember when I, I wrote you a note in the thing where I said, listen, you're going to be pulled off track every once in a while. So I go, right. you have to make a list of the, of the certain points that you want to make. And archetypes actually would have been a great point for you to make for, so that people could understand their relationship with the archetype. Yeah. Because we're all having personal relationships. You are right now standing there. I am right now. We're all having and these projections and helping people understand not only the value of their own contribution of changing the actual uh, movement of, of subatomic particles in the, in the alchemy that they're doing, however, and that it will be incredibly individual for each one, like I was saying to you before, where you've created your whole fucking ritual and stuff like this, which contains probably tremendous amounts of power because you've focused it and, and gotten into it and then you had two people that were willing to step into that reality. <laughs> yeah. No. And yeah. then then you take all the maybe smattering of truth of the sound, of the word, of the syllable. We, we, we have to open up our minds and go, okay, there, there might have been a lot of deception in there because there's all sorts of opportunities to yeah. get deception. Just even one word or one syllable. Yeah. However, your intention can bend it to a whole new will, meaning that you can take fucking something that wasn't gold and turn it into gold 
with intention, which is what you touched upon several times and when people were asking you questions. But what you, what I would suggest you instill more is going like this. Yes, there is this difference between the fucking numbers. I call everything a relationship between numbers and love. The only thing that can break the numbers, the probability lines, the only thing that can break the science of the alchemy in the lab is the love or the hate. The hate can do it too, but it's not as powerful as the love, and this is why. Because you have a, a room, this room, and you have a wall down the center of it, and this is pure light, and this is pure darkness, and you put a door in between it, and you open up that door, and the darkness will never invade the light, even one fucking atom's worth. But the light will invade the darkness in direct ratio to the, of the power of the light and the size of the door. And that's where you create gray area, and that's what we are. Remember that wave I told you pushing up the flotsam? Now think of that wave as a wave of light going through the darkness, and we're on the tips of the, the, the tips of the spikes of the fucking wave. And those little specks of darkness sometimes get pushed so far out, and then the wave goes back, and that little speck is left there. That's us. That's why we're the best show in the universe is because we're on the edge of the wave of which all the other entities, the darkness and the light, are watching. What are the ones that are on the line that can make decisions and make choice and all these things, of which choice has been stripped away from us through manipulation, but we actually do have choice. We're a cosmic what? reality yes, show. Yes, yes, we're the fucking cosmic reality show. That's a great title for a show. The Cosmic Reality Show, and this is my idea, is that it's Game Earth, alright, because of the things I've seen, and that the 144,000 from the Bible is actually the 144,000 originals, they're the, they're the originals, they're called the originals, and, and they're on many different ships in our seven. atmosphere, and all 7.4 billion people that are here are divided among those 144,000. So each one of them have a, 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 an average of 100 to 200 players. Oh, so a bunch of us are Charles And they're, and they're doing it also, <laughs> yeah, they're also doing it through time, too. So it's not just this particular time. So each one of them is playing, maybe out of that 144,000, each one of them might be playing, you know, a few hundred thousand peak players. And some of them are like pawns and shit like this. They have their stars, like in Dungeons and Dragons. You got the assassin that's got the extra healing power and then mojo here and the mojo there. And that's your number one player where you got these other guys that you can kill them off again and again and again. They're like the pawns. I'm going to use the restroom real quick. So, so what do you think? Well, we're on the air and I've been like, <laughs> like not wanting to go use the restroom, but I... I don't want to are we, our, We're not on the air. We are. No, we're not sure on the air. Sure we are. Are we? We're being recorded. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's great, man. No, seriously. It was good. Good run? Right? Particularly how to change your past. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Well, that's... I've been... You know, I contemplate a lot of stuff. I miss this stuff, man. We used to sit around and talk like this all the time. Really? Didn't we? I, I'm sure we did, please. Why, well, you don't I, remember? Dude, I barely remember yesterday, okay? <clears throat> when, when, when you start committing to the now, you can't do a lot of remembering. You can only commit to the now and the truth of the moment. 
because you don't need to practice anymore, which was another thing I was going to tell you. You know, you were thinking, oh, I haven't done this for so long, blah, 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 blah. I'm going, you don't need to do it that anymore. You could fucking lay it down for 20 years and go back to it, and bam, because it's applying the principles yeah. to the idea. Right. Once you apply the principles and own the principles and own the premise. And be authentic. Yes. And sincere. There's a bathroom out here somewhere, yeah. I think, just across the hall. Where are you going? I'm just looking for my phone and wallet and stuff. I took them out. At one point. So, uh, yeah. And I, I, um, I take all these ideas and I blend them into my voice lessons. Nice. So that... Um, yeah, my dad taught an English class at Pasadena City College and he basically brought all of this, his ideas so, into uh, his English yeah. class. Okay, so yeah, you understand how... Because, because of course, because the English language—it's using language, yeah. it's using the voice, so it's, it's using words, totally it's using sound. To it's get using into these really bizarre ideas fanatics, because it's yes. all part of the English language. Yeah, and you can stretch people's understanding of the English language so that they understand, which it took me years to understand. I was told this many, many times, uh, when I wrote a song about it, mm. about pitch and tone. I was told numerous occasions it's not that what you're saying is necessarily wrong or not resonating it's that the way you're yeah. saying it the way you're saying it and i went well why do i have to change the way i'm saying it if it's true and you and you believe that it's true received. and 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 but i was i was led to understand i was gifted by people that at the time hurt my feelings mm. uh, with the knowledge of that it wasn't enough to be right, whatever right is, about anything. Right. It was more important that maybe that to be right and to understand the, yeah, pitch and tone, kindness, tolerance, yeah. all these things. So, you know. Yeah, even people will even forgive you for being totally wrong. If you're kind. But if you're wrong and mean, then <laughs> they'll kick you to the curb. So I wrote this. <laughs> There's a pitch and tone for everything, for every note you dare to sing. There's a starting line that never ends each time we begin again. There's a consequence for every lie of reckoning before we die. There's a way it is, the way it seems, the way it could be in this dream. If you want to be somebody, be somebody. To be is a free somebody. Be somebody. To be is free. If you want to be somebody, be somebody. To be is a free somebody. Be somebody, to be is free. There's a pigeon tone for everything, for every note you dare to sing. There's a starting line that never ends each time we begin again. There's a consequence for every lie of reckoning before we die. There's a way it is, the way it seems, the way it could be in this dream. Nice. So, 
that's the exact thing is that I was going, oh, wow. It's not enough to find truth and then to share it, to risk sharing it. Because when you risk sharing any type of thing that you'll lay yourself down for, the truth, you're risking having it rejected. So that takes courage. Right. So you're risking sharing it. But it's not enough to even find what you might consider at that particular point in time as the truth if you can't understand how to share it, which is perception and perspective. Where you're at, that where I'm at is, okay, I found the truth, now I'm going to present it, but no, I have to deal with perspective or perception too, how it's going to be perceived. And so that's why we have so many leaders so full of shit that are failing us on every fucking level. Because they understand the perception part. They're presenting it everything that people want to hear. But they don't have the perspective part. The place where they have to be and understand in order to be able to deliver those gifts. Yeah. In fact, they're probably lying to us just understanding the one part. How we're going to perceive it. Say the right words. do you know, Move the right actions and we'll do that. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. In this existence, we're either going to take responsibility for it or we're not. We're either going to be a bunch of fucking ap apathetic pussies or we're going to move forward and we're going to say we're going to be that catalyst for change. Each one of us joining together until we can't be denied, till we reach the tipping point. You know, if you want to be somebody, be somebody to be is a free somebody. Be somebody to be is free. That is freedom. Everything else is just pretending or giving up, giving up our rights to be controlled because we're too afraid or too lazy or too apathetic, too drugged to do anything about it. That's why I like DMT because mm. it rips you through all of that illusion very, very quickly, merciless, mercilessly. Yeah, say it again. Mercilessly. 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 Yes, exactly. You know exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck about what you feel about it or what you need egotistically as the truth. Yeah. No. No, it hammers you. It rips right through you. Well, there's it no saved, denying. It saved there's my no, life. Yeah. Yeah, of course. There's no denial yeah. of it. Totally. You cannot go into that and then go out of it. No, I've met people that have been disheartened to it to it oh to yeah a huge extent yeah. after doing DMT because they have seen the truth mm. and they don't see hope in it right they give up because they think that the, well the, if you're looking for hope in it then yeah no no, no I, I know I think it's <laughs> I think it's about understanding that oh this is the game board and yeah. so I'm just gonna apply these rules now yeah don't attach the well, insurmountable. It's like a misunderstanding. It's like when people say why about the wrong things. It's like if somebody says, oh, I, I, I went to the store on my way home. Oh, why? Oh, because we were out of bread. That's where why belongs. When you're saying why was I born? Why was the universe created? You're just misunderstanding the use of the word why. Well, and and making a big deal about it. I can't find meaning in my life. Well, you're no, playing with I, fucking I, words. Ask me what the point... What's the meaning of life? 
you're the meaning. You're the point. The whole meaning of life is each one of us. That is the meaning. I'll stake everything on that. When What's the point of life? You're the point. What's the point of life? I'm the point. Yeah, I just take get your mind around that though. The same, get uh, your mind around that though. Yeah, yeah. What is the meaning of life? You're the meaning. What do you mean I'm the meaning? You're the meaning. The whole fucking meaning. Well, of I'm the life one asking the our... question, also. Yeah, no, no, but you're the meaning. <laughs> I'm but the meaning. if you stop asking the question, then all that's left is you. Pretty lonely, isn't it? So no. what's the meaning of life? That's why we're all to ask here. a question and have someone answer it. Yes, that's why the singularity. That's why the singularity reflects itself, the reflection of God, right? Yeah, reflects itself, shatters that mirror, and sends it in every direction, faster than the speed of light, forgetting itself. Yeah, because because if not, you're all by yourself. Yeah, you're having a conversation with yourself right now. Only right now we feel separate. You've gone through your whole life. I've gone through my whole yeah, life. Yeah, and, and remembering. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. These yeah, memories but, that yes. I don't... Wasn't but in actuality, yeah. if we could trace you and I back... They were both enough, happening at the same yeah, time. Yeah, of course. And time. we're... Oh, yeah, and we're the same thing. One organism coming the from the yes. having both experiences. Like, the biggest organism actually on planet Earth. You know what the biggest living organism on planet Earth is? What's that? Do you know what it is? The ants... No, it's a it's mushroom. A, yeah. Oh, and it's up in Washington and Oregon. Okay, and it, it spreads out over over hundreds of miles. Okay, it's one mushroom. It's one consciousness. Okay, and the mushrooms are like that's the Stone Age theory where man developed through mushrooms, but we also right. Had, well, we're man, you've been reading too but much. We, Terrence McKenna. Yeah, yeah, but we've also <laughs> been genetically tampered with. And here's the thing about Terrence McKenna, he lost hope at the end. Because he had so much revealed to him that um, you can hear it in his last interviews. Hmm. Okay, he not, it wasn't just because he was sick. He lost hope. Hmm. He thought it was futile because we were battling against entities that were commanding and controlling our entire consciousness. Now, did he say this directly? No, but I've listened to all his final speeches because those are the ones that really tell right before you're going to be dead. Hmm. And he didn't die from a disease. He died in the bathtub doing heroin. Hmm. However... Is that a suicide? Well, he was going to die anyways. And he was going to die because also he was a threat to, to Mr. Smith. You know who Mr. Smith is? In the Matrix? Yes. Mm. Okay, and there's Mr. Smiths everywhere. They're, they're actually here, just like you have other entities here, a pit crew, but you have to activate them through gratitude and through asking. You have to ask. Is there one in my Where, class today? Huh? Is there one in my classroom? Mr. Smith? Yeah. There's, dude, you, of course, you, that, I was trying to instill all this into you in the conversation I had with you, but... Until you get me in real life, I, I should have known. That's why I showed up early, though, when I asked you if you are ready. I showed up, dude. I, I was right. But you had people around you, and I don't get to talk like this all the time because I don't, you know, it can be embarrassing for some people. I, I'm not aware. 
what I'm really most interested in is getting right to the information. No matter where I'm at, I don't have to judge anything around me. But unfortunately, that's not the way the world works. When you start having a conversation about stuff like this, you have to be aware of the people around you or of the end because the energies are always shifting. And as soon as you become within an arm length, like right in here, you're interfering with somebody else's energy. So this is like the perfect spreading. And we did it naturally, by the way. We're all standing like about right here at a triangle. Okay. And we're at the perfect distance to maintain your integrity of your own existence without having it interfered and yet at the same time open to the information passing just so you know there's it's in everything it's in everything it's in everything and the deception permeates everything so we have to see beyond the deception even though we're accepting we're standing right here right now which we're not we're going to accept that we're standing here, and then we start bending this reality, this matrix, to our rules. And you start doing it by the three of us first, which is multiplied by mega, mega, mega. That's why, you know, the whole thing that we just did. As long as it's geared towards a catalyst of change in this reality for these people right here now. Let's take it now. I'll always remind you. I will never forget. I've already committed my life to it. And that's a difference. It doesn't matter what happens to me. Because I'm already committed. You can't hurt me. I don't have to lose anything else to understand loss. I don't have to gain anything else to understand gain. I have preferences. Yeah. Yeah, I would prefer to, you know, have this and this and this and da-da-da, but it doesn't control. It can't. Now, you have a family different than him and I. So you've taken another type of contract, which actually does make you responsible in a way that you're not quite as free. And you have responsibility, of which you can, you can cut that, you know, legally even. But it's not necessarily... Uh, yeah, I've chosen it's, it. It's, it's not a very good thing to do. Right. You, you, you've got to own... Sometimes there's like this honor and nobility that also everything rates. Not, you don't, nothing. Not one thought. Not one movement is, escapes. Everything is recorded and weighed and measured. To be extraordinary is a moment-to-moment -moment process. Here, here. Anything else is less. You guys know what I'm telling you. I'm confirming something you already knew, by the way. You already yeah, knew it. Because so, you were me. Man. Yes, exactly. And here's the thing. This isn't about, you know, who is who or what, who's gone, gone through what. The ideas supersede everything. The ideas supersede everything. You divorce everything else. 
You have to. I always, I refer to it, my students, I say, picture yourself. It's like the opening scene of Last of the Mohicans. You're running through the fucking woods and you got nothing but a loincloth on and your hair's ripping through your hair, or the wind's ripping through your hair and you're running through woods and lop, leaping over logs and fucking cutting through and stuff like this and you got nothing but a tomahawk here and then you ask the great spirit, you know, I, I hunger now, I need fuel to keep going. And, and the spirit gives you fucking permission. And then you ask the spirit of the animal that you're just about to fucking take out of existence. And, and then you kill it. And then you use its fur to fucking put on you. And you use its guts to sew your thread. And you use its bones for your weapons. And you use its meat to eat. And then you keep moving. And you keep moving. And you keep moving. Because we're nomads. We're, we're, we're hunter-gatherers. We are not... The agricultural injection that we had 6,000 years ago in Samaria, okay? That was the other race that fucking created competition and control. The reptilian part of our brain, hmm. the stuff where the coldness, the ability that we're the capital city right now, even though we're living like this, which isn't where, you know, we, of course, we all have huge skills where we can see ourselves far more successful and stuff. but compared to everybody else on the planet we're above 75% of the planet now that doesn't have fresh water food or, or uh, fucking shelter and that's 75% of the planet so we're fucking rich compared to most of them yeah so understand what's going on right now it's bigger than us so much larger and that's why I am loved I love and then I am loved that's the part you're connecting to the whole the part where you were describing in the room where you were going beyond the room and beyond each other and then into the city and then into the country and then into the planet and then into the solar system and then into the galaxy and then into the you know, universe, and then into the multiverse, and then into everything else that you could fucking possibly imagine, and beyond your imagination, and then beyond, beyond your imagination, to infinity in one. <laughs> and so it is. Woo. And there's some comedy in there, so too. Yeah. You follow? I do. Because the comedy is in there, too. Because, you know, you can never get to the end. You can't. <laughs> you can't get there. Now... I can have this conversation with you guys, but truthfully, most people would have fucking numbed out within the first three or four words. So it's about refining your delivery so that when you bring it to the rest of the people, this is a recharging time where you recharge and go, oh yeah, all right, yeah, there's other fucking minds that I respect that actually have actually experienced some of this shit too. And that is actually giving it some deep fucking commitment of thought that are confirming these things. Now I get recharged and now you take it out into there again. And that's why you, I say you don't have to worry about waiting for 10 le lectures down to fucking be a master at it. Do it from this one. And the next one you come in and you spew your goo all over the audience's faces. You know, and that's how each of us, you know. <laughs>
Yeah, metaphorically speaking. Occasionally, <laughs> most people <laughs> when you do that literally. Metaphorically <laughs> speaking, yes, that's correct. Thank you for joining us on the Esoteric Nerd Podcast tonight. Ow! Really? Were you recording the whole yeah. time? Yeah. This is Wiz, and that's Walter, and we're signing off now. Thank you, Walter, and thank you, Wiz, for being guests on the Esoterra Nerd Podcast tonight. Thank you to the monks on Mount Koyasan singing in the background right now. Tomorrow morning, I will be interviewing Jason Augustus Newcomb, the Esoterra Nerd of the Week, for an ad that he just put out for an Enochian Rosicrucian Golden Dawn chess set. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be purchasing one. Looking forward to that. And so, I will close with the audio from that ad, but I definitely recommend you find him on Facebook and watch the visuals that go with it, because it's just priceless. That should be out in time for your commute home from work tomorrow, if you're in the States here or in Canada, Brazil or wherever. Thank you all for tuning in. Good night. Enochian chess, Rosicrucian chess, Golden Dawn chess, Enochian Rosicrucian Golden Dawn chess. Now you too can finally explore four-way chess in the way that only 19th century magical revivalists could imagine it. This amazing set is not like those other sets with flimsy boards or pieces that won't even stay together. This high-quality set contains all four elemental board surfaces and thick, glossy chipboard. Each piece is intricately crafted in high-quality polymer plastic. Hours and hours of family fun. Enochian, Enochian, Enochian. Enochian is the language of the angels. Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian, Rosicrucian. I love how I'm learning about the dark secrets of magic while I play. Each set includes complete instructions, including two variants that can actually make the game fun to play. Hey, you took my queen! How much would you expect to pay for a high-quality set such as this? $799? No way! $499? Think again. $199? Not even close. You can have this entire set of Enochian Rosicrucian Golden Dawn chess for only $49.99. That's right, $49.99. Game not recommended for children. Enochian tools and regalia not included. Price cannot be guaranteed in all territories. The manufacturers are not responsible for demons and or other invisible entities that may or may not become manifest as a result of using this game. Oh, Cyrus is a black guy.